Welcome to your weekly nutrition nuggets podcast. I'm Abraham Anjorkutian, registered dietitian and online coach. I'm here to distill the research on hot topics in nutrition into digestible and applicable takeaways. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to this channel and follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Nuggets. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Nutrition Nuggets and today we are joining with Andrew Blackie and uh, we are going to talk everything that is related to strength and cardio training and kind of understand what are they, how can we differentiate which exercise best benefits us and how to choose from. So why don't you introduce us uh, to our audience, uh, Andrew? So my name is Andrew Blakey. I am a full-time personal trainer for the last about six years. I was ranked by Best of Toronto as one of the top 10 trainers in Toronto. I'm a very, very big travel lover. I love to go on adventures and I I just got back from Peru about a month ago and got another one planned, Um, but very, very big, big travel guy, big part of my life. I'm a kinesiology graduate uh, and I've worked with about probably just over hundred people to help them excel in their fitness journey. Love it. Thank you for taking the time, Andrew, and being here with us and shed some knowledge to our audience. So to open this episode, what are the benefits of strength vice cardio training to start with? So it's interesting because cardio and strength training, while they do have a lot of overlap, there's a lot of different benefits that each of them provide uh, at the same time, such as you know weight management, bone health, immunity, sleep, energy levels, uh, you know, risk of disease is a lot of different overlap with them. Um, there are certain things that you get much more in one or exclusively one versus the other. Um, for example, with, with strength training, one of the big ones is you increase your BMR. That stands for basal metabolic rate. Um, basically, as you have more muscle on your body, your muscle uh, consumes more energy to kind of maintain itself, um, which means that you, you basically burn more, more calories throughout the rest of the day. Um, another great benefit of strength training is something called the afterburn effect. And we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what that is, how you can utilize it and, you know, whether or not it's actually significant. So the afterburn effect is essentially the full name of it is EPOC XX excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. We're just going to call it the afterburn effect. Mm-hmm. Basically what this is, is after a session of strength training, your body has to use more oxygen once it's done to create repair, you know, heal all the tissues, um, you know, bring stuff around the body. And one of the ways that we need to do that is by consuming more oxygen to basically support all this stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Um, so which basically make means that you burn more calories after your session. Um, one of the best ways of doing this and utilizing and, and getting this afterburn effect going is something called HIT workout. You've probably heard of HIT before. Right. So, yeah. So HIT is basically a stand for high intensity interval training. It's it's basically a, a combination of, of circuit training with exercises that get the heart rate going, get you moving, get you moving some weight. And the only problem with the afterburn effect is a lot of people use this afterburn effect and think it's going to be their kind of, you know, be all and end all of, of weight management. Um, but, you know, I think that you and I are on the same page with a lot of different things. And, and when it comes to weight management, there's... A, such a huge part of it has to do with the nutrition and the diet. Absolutely. Right? And I think that a lot of people, they lean into this afterburn effect and they hear about this afterburn effect 
and they think, okay, all I'm going to do is hit workouts. I'm going to have my weight under control. End of end of problem. It's all figured out, but it's it's not the case. You really need to focus on that nutrition part of it as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we always underestimate the amount of effect of the food that plays with the strength training. And I love uh, the way you mentioned about like after burning effect of the strength training, because lots of our clients or audience even think that when they just hit the gym is all the energy expenditure that take place is just during the duration of their workout and not necessarily after is also been affected and uh, not necessarily that one hour or half an hour after the workout where the watch, especially with the smartwatch nowadays, tells you like, oh, you burn an extra 300 calories is actually necessarily correct or it's the only that time when you're uh, burning the calories. So how do people will start with their strength training? So I would say that for somebody starting out with strength training, um, first off, I think it's important to put a definition for what, what strength training actually is. Um, so strength training is really focused on using a type of resistance. It could be, it could be medicine balls. It could be uh, resistance bands. It can be dumbbells. It can be even be your own body weight. Um, with the purpose of using this training to increase your muscle, you know, mass, meaning the, the size of the muscle, the, the strength of it, or the endurance of it. And when it comes to, to different types of strength training, the options are really, really endless. There are so many different types of strength training that you can do, which is why I always say to, to people that I work with is it's important to adapt your strength training to what it is that you like to do. There's I, I strongly believe that there's a type of training for everybody. It's just a matter of whether or not they've found what that is yet. And when they do find out what type of training suits them, their body, their goals best, it's really, really important to lean into that. And that's, that's one of my jobs as a, as a strength coach is to, to really get to know the people that I work with and lean into what it is that they enjoy doing so that we can make sure that the work is actually being done. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much. I would like to just uh, mention to our audience how you mentioned that even like a resistant band and dumbbells at home setting, you can start your strength training because many of our audience also think that when we talk about strength training or resistant training, they automatically think about like fitness centers, gym uh, to start, or like th they need to hit that uh, barbells and dumbbells, uh, heavy things that you might not even yet ready to start to hit this, right? So uh, can you tell us a little bit also about like how we, uh, effective is or for someone who is just going to start and also maybe they also have that some type of the fear about like how they will be judged when they are just going to hit the gym uh, vice how to get ready starting from home and then if they want to progress and what are some things that you would say to our clients uh, or to our audience who really wants to also start maybe transitioning from home based workout into the gym yeah i'll touch on both of those both the gym and the at-home workout stuff um, starting with the gym, I know that that's, that's a big thing for a lot of people is, is the fear of being judged at the gym, right? Like when I was first starting out, um, at one point I lost 40 pounds. That was my big thing. I weighed 250, um, didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to go about doing it. Um, that's kind of what inspired me to go kind of get my, my kinesiology degree and then eventually get into this type of work that I do now. Um, but that was one of my big things was I, I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know, um, you know, where to start. Uh, but then I kind of realized that nobody at the gym really cares what you're doing. And, and I mean that in a good way in that 
they're so focused on their own stuff. They, you know, nobody's at the gym looking at each other thinking, oh, what's that guy doing here? Um, the gym is, is a place where, you know, you should feel supported. The other people are kind of cheering you on. And if you're at a gym where you don't feel that way, then, you know, maybe it's time for you to, to look for a different gym, right? Because I feel like a gym should be very embracing to the people that are coming. It should be a welcoming place. It should be a place where, where people feel safe going. Um, but I do also realize that not all gyms are like that. Not all gyms provide that experience, um, which is why a lot of the people that I work with at home, or maybe I shouldn't say a lot, but there's, there's some people that I work with at home who that, that's why they want to train it to their home. And that's why I go to their home is, is because they don't want to be in the gym. And that's totally fine because you can get a, a very good quality workout, the same, if not better, um, just from your home. Um, when you know what kinds of things you should be doing and, and what kind of equipment you need um, and creating that, that space where, you know, you feel good working out, you, you enjoy your workout. And for some people that, that means doing it in their living room or having a special room in their house. And for other people, that means going to the gym and either way is, is totally fine. The big part is, is as long as you get that workout done um, and it's up to you to figure out what works best for you. Absolutely. Can I agree more on like lots of the times is more in over in our head than in reality when we think that this person is looking at us and judging how good we are doing vice like actual bodybuilders within the gym. Really, they will be inspiring more than and some of them are really willing to help those uh, newcomers into the gym and help them out to not injure themselves. To be honest, I've been approached when I first started the gym a couple of times about like things I wasn't doing the right way and they really were uh, nice enough and kind enough to approach and correct me about positioning and I really uh, was grateful for that so don't uh, feel I just want to let our audience like don't feel that it's uh, always like judge no many times uh, is opposite they just uh, also very nicely can approach you and maybe fix if you are doing something wrong there are those people out there at the gym and yeah and maybe after building some momentum at the home as well if you want to transfer maybe that's also gonna ease the transitioning where you're also somewhat familiar with the exercise routines that you can take it at the gym now why should you care about doing either one like the cardio or the strength yeah, I would say that the the biggest the biggest thing that I can say about that is that, and I hate to say it this way, but your future literally depends on it. Your your quality of life in the future has such a massive impact based on what you're doing today. And I think that that one of the hard parts is it's very easy to say, oh, well, I'm going to focus on my training tomorrow. I'm going to focus on it next week. I'm going to get started in a month when things are less busy. Um, but you know, as as we all know, life is always busy. We've always got stuff going on. Uh, it never really completely frees up. Um, but the difference is that in, in 10, 15 years down the road, your life would be just vastly different and, and a vastly different quality. Um, both the way you move, the way you feel, the way you feel inside your body is going to be just night and day in, in 10 or 15 years when you're, you know, 70 or 80 or 90 or however old you'll be, you're going to be in a very, very different spot. If you, you know, adapt training into your life, you start doing it, you know, twice, three times a week, whenever it is, you are going to be in a very, very different spot if you are training versus versus if you're not. And then the other part, so part two of that, um, and this is another thing that that has come up in a lot of the conversation with my clients and 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 one of their big motivators is that they want to be a good a good role model for their for their children too. Um, there was a stat and I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like 
um, a child with an obese parent is is fifty percent more likely to be obese, um, and then one with with two overweight or obese parents, I think, is seventy or eighty percent more likely. Um, and and where I'm going with this is that your own your own habits, your own lifestyle choices, your own way of of doing your routine in your life has a very very direct correlation in in, in what things your children are picking up to. Right. So not only is is adapting not just fitness, but but healthy eating and nutrition and the healthy habits in your life, not only is that going to change your life both now and in in the future, but your children's life is going to be completely different throughout their entire life, too. It is, it is completely a snowball effect. Um, so I would say that that's why you should care about about implementing either fitness or, or healthy eating into your life. Absolutely. Like we do play a role model to our kids and they do instantly copy whatever way we do things, right? If that's related to fitness, nutrition, career-wise. So they really good at like looking at their parents as a role model and try to imitate that. Uh, and, uh, and I want to also add that uh, indeed many studies have shown correlation between the increase also muscle mass with longevity and the quality of longevity because sure with the current pharmaceutical companies with current advance in medicine and everything that we have in the hospital we are living longer than in the past however that doesn't guarantee always a healthy and long, a good life like you definitely don't want to be dependent the last 10 years of your life or confined to bed and you want to be independent you want to be able to functioning mobility there uh, and still able to be uh, by your own and that pretty much uh, reflected on how you eat how you exercise and how did you care your body so that it can take care of you uh, down the line all right, uh, Andrew, so is there anything else that you wanted to add on uh, things that our audience want to hear from you regarding like a strength uh, or cardio training? Um, I would say that that there's the question that I get all the time, which is, which is, you know, I ask somebody, hey, like, you know, tell me about your routine. And they say, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I walk every day. And, and for a lot of people, they think that that's enough. Um, but I re I always like to touch on that point whenever I'm, I'm talking anywhere, because, because for a lot of people, they think, oh, well, I walk every day, that's enough. But unfortunately, that's really, really not. Um, so for anybody who's at home, and they're like, hey, I walk all the day, I don't need to do strength training, I don't need to do, you know, cardio, or anything like that, because my walking is my cardio. Um, the one thing that I'll mention, and one of the tips that I'll give is for a lot of people when they're walking, their speed and their intensity actually isn't um, high enough for them to get the full benefits of walking. So one of the things they can focus on when they are walking so that they can get all those benefits is, is walking fast, brisk pace. They should, they should feel the, the heart pump and the breathing, still be able to maintain a conversation, but they should be walking at a good pace if they really want to get the benefits of walking. Um, so that's something that I, I, I always like to touch on uh, because that's a, a big point that I think is a little bit of a myth that that walking is enough for to be healthy and that's just it unfortunately it's just not the case did you hear folks so it's not just regular <laughs> walking we need to make sure we are putting some brisk walking there to let our heart beat a bit faster than usual and also make sure to do that strength training because as andrew says it does make a huge difference and science backing up with that all right. So, Andrew, what if our uh, audience have further questions or want to reach out to you where they can find you? 
So you can you can find me on Instagram at I am Andrew Blakey. Um, I love answering questions. I love to teach. Uh, I always like to think that I'm I'm very approachable. So if you have any questions at all, reach out to me. I am Andrew Blakey um, on Instagram, um, or my business name is is Your Future Fitness. Same thing. Look it up, um, and I'd love to love to answer any questions or or provide a little bit more guidance on anything that we talked about today too. Awesome. And guys, if you have any questions that you want to direct me, as you always at Abraham Dietitian, you can find me on Instagram or also email me at, again, abrahamdietitian at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to us and stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition Nuggets podcast. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate that. And if you want to get more information on how to achieve your nutrition and fitness goals sustainably, then check us out on Instagram at Abraham Dietitian and at testimonials.abrahamdietitian to see if you are a good fit so that you can apply to work with us.